Welcome to episode number 77 of Take Him With You for July 18th, 2010. This week on Take Him With You, we talk about Netflix, the season premiere of Eureka, and more. Yeah, you get to hear my new Star Trek parody. Uh, it, it's all about the uh, reoccurring characters on Star Trek. I think you'll like that. Uh, we'll be talking about my daughter-in-law's new art studio that you can uh, go check out all her cool stuff that she has on there. And then the main topic of the day, is technology good or bad for us as individuals and a society? The Earth belongs to the Nereza, and only one hope remains, Project Eden. An ocean and thousands of miles infested with monsters separate the companions from their last hope for salvation, and all the while, an unseen hand guides their every move. After the dawn comes the morning, but with the light comes the inescapable truth. The human race needs a miracle. Martians Are Here podcast, available on iTunes and through themartiansarehere.com. Been a lot of fun doing uh, this project with Stefan Sonic. Um, He's hired me to uh, help him do the music and put together the podcast with the narration and everything. And a really interesting story. And the nice part of, is that this the each week it's not too long. So as you go through, it's it's like a radio drama, like a serial, you know. So it's really fun to go back through and, and start listening for things coming together. Very similar in the storyline um, where things really, you, I mean, you have to pay attention and then it's like lost where, you know, something will happen and then you wonder what that has to do with the story. And then, you know, three episodes later, it comes into play. So it's a lot of fun. So I recommend going over uh, to iTunes and typing in The Martians Are Here and uh, downloading it. It's very, very fun. I've been working on some music for the latest one. Um, really interesting scene. I won't give away everything that's going on, but let's just say... Um, uh, one of the characters has this really interesting ability to turn um, another character into dust. And so I had to write a song, that uh, an action sequence with this song called Dust to Dust that I created. And I'll play you a little bit of it right now. It's a really interesting song. I got to chant and sing in it and everything. And it, it just it fits right along with the action uh, sequence. But I thought you might get a kick out of hearing some of the music. Pray, 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 
if my wife was actually listening to the Martians are here, she would know this song. Okay, I will listen to it. I listened to probably two-thirds of it. I know. This is the, actually from the last episode, um, um, the chapter 14. And it's not out yet, is it? Yeah, it is. It is? Okay, yeah. well, I'll have to I think 15 will be out by the time this podcast is out, so mm-hmm. 14 is already out. But anyway, that's a cool song that I wrote for an action sequence. Cool. Yeah. It, is it for a funeral? You said an action sequence, but I just want action to... sequence would not be a funeral. Okay. <laughs> Why would you? Oh, you think you're dust thinking to ashes? Dust. To ash. Okay, no, it has nothing to do with that. Oh. It has. It has all. It has all to do with uh, the ability of one person's blood to turn the the enemy into dust. Ooh, that's weird. And, well, it's time to find out what's going on around our house. Here in the great Pacific Northwest, we've been waiting for summer to arrive. We've only had like a couple of days. Yeah, we had a couple of really nice days, and I worked out on the deck with my my um, computer job. And I stayed inside and uh, kept the air conditioning going. Yeah, we really needed to only use the AC two days, and according to me, probably not even then. But you don't like it if it gets over 80. No, I don't. And I just love it. I went outside. Well, I like it when it gets over 80. It just as long as I have somewhere cool to go and I don't have to sleep in 80 degree weather. Yeah. I don't like that. I know. But anyway. Yeah, so anyway, we, uh, we've we been trying to enjoy our summer and uh, it's been great. Um, very interesting though. I'm watching my son and my wife enjoy Netflix more than me. Mm-hmm. I watched like the old Battlestar Galactica and trying to catch up on Farscape. And you guys have, have started, uh, they just put on Netflix the... Um, Babylon 5. All five seasons. Yeah, we. I think um, it actually doesn't have every single program for oh, some really? reason. Oh, really? Um, but we watched most of season one and then started on season two. I don't know if he's kept going or not. but I think he has been watching in his room. Yeah, you know that the, the Which reason... Which could explain our router problems. You know, the reason why um, we ended up getting it is a friend of ours wanted us to watch the Farscape. Right. And so um, we did watch quite a few of those, like a couple seasons of Farscape. And I actually enjoyed them. There's, I mean, there's a certain, um, well, Muppet quality to some of it. And that's because... Um, Talking to your mic. That's because there were actually some Muppets on it. Yeah. and um, But I grew up with the Muppets, so I, I like that. <laughs> I don't think Farscape is anything like the Muppets. Well, I mean... Kermit Frog here. No, but It's they, time to go in space. Yay! They did have some Hen- Hen- Jim Henson Productions worked yes. on it. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess Yoda is a Muppet, so I guess that's not so... I guess Muppet. I love Muppets. Don't well, get me wrong. And, and you have to remember mm, Muppets that... Muppets are nice. Um, they are. Stargate Universe had a... Um, kind of a Muppet kind of character. Say what? Yeah. What? The Asgard. Oh. <coughs> Excuse me, man, sneezing over here. What do you mean? The Asgard weren't Muppets. Yeah, well, I they don't... They don't look like Muppets. They were. Remember the guy that played Daniel? Did the voice of Thor? the voice of Thor, and he, he was a puppet. 
Yeah, but he wasn't a Muppet. Thor was a puppet. I don't know any Muppets that are all slimy and and sunken, fleshly looking. Yoda? Yoda's not slimy or fleshly looking. Uh, <clears throat> Green and wrinkly? He is. Yeah. I sound like Grover, sorry. Yeah, Grover sounds like Yoda. Or Yoda sounds like Grover in this I? case. Grover, I am not. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay, so you've been watching Netflix, using our Netflix subscription that we got for three months quite well. I guess they're going to, we got our money's nice. worth when it was free. When huh? it's nice out, I'm working outside on our deck, though. Yeah, but see, when you work, you can have TV on in the background. Kind of, yeah. I when I work, I can't do that. I have a hard time watching it, but I can kind of listen. Well, you listen to audiobooks and stuff when you mm-hmm. work, too, so Most that's of kind time. of the same thing. Yeah. But you can't really watch all the action sequences. can't no. appreciate the cinematic qualities of, of Babylon 5. Yeah, I I have to admit it was one of my favorite sci-fi series, though. I do know that. It was one of the the premier... Um, Space uh, operas. Well... Yeah, yeah. You like it because of that. See, let's just get down right to it. I like space shows and stuff, not for their... Particularly their ongoing storylines or threads. I like lasers and things blowing up and cool aliens and awesome special effects. And you watch for the, the what will things. what will happen with Naval next week? And you know, and it's like, come on. Well, I have to admit though that this, space opera. This show um, was the first in really high quality um, CGI for television, though. Well, kind of. I mean, you look at it now, it's a little cheesy, but it's pretty but, cool. But that's what I, I was starting to make the point before you interrupt me. Was I didn't that, mean to interrupt you. Sorry. Was that um, Babylon 5 was really the the pioneer in really doing great CGI. That's why you like it, because it's like Little House on the Prairie. They're pioneers. <sighs> well, anyway. Um, Can you imagine if you, you put if you compare Little House the, on the Prairie in space? If you compare the original Star Trek... To Babylon Five, when it comes to CGI, well, Olson they didn't Space have CGI. Mercantile. Anyway, they had some really bad green screen on um, the original Star Trek, but I don't know. Anyway, if they use green screen um, or not. there's a lot of really bad B sci-fi episodes on the original track that you really like, and I think are really dorky. And I'm just saying that they came a long way yes. with their production quality on Babylon Five. Little base on the moon. You were saying about something about a moon thing the other day, and I didn't remember. Little space, it. the little little orbital platform on the moon. That could be your show. It could have Pa, the spaceman. Kind of like Swiss Family Robinson in space. I, I don't know about that one. Well, they kind of did that Lost in Space. It was kind of like that. Oh, I guess it was. Yeah. No. Mm. Okay, we're getting way off on rabbit trails. Okay. So. Okay. So anyway. This is what happens when you marry a Trekkie. Okay, so now, since I've been so busy with projects and stuff, I have not been able to watch the season premiere of Eureka, uh, one of the shows that we like to watch as a family, mm-hmm. and uh, you did. Yeah, and Tell us without spoilers, what? how the, is the fourth season of Eureka so far? The well, first... you know, it started out really strong, and the the odd fact about it is that it was a very unique show, mm-hmm. and that... Things have changed yet once again. Well, that's one of my friends said it was a real game changer. And, and they wouldn't that, tell us what They've what, done what it that was. several times. On where the show? They've, where they've just totally, Like rebooted it? Yeah, just really switched things around and, and made you go, oh, but I kind of like the direction it was going. And then 
And then they pull the rug out from underneath yeah, you. Yeah, and they did that again. But it, it, So do I you think recommend it to people to watch this season? You know, it, it's a pretty good family show. I mean, well, yeah, I think so. Yeah? For, for a family to sit down. Maybe not real young children, but I don't know. But they have a lot of unique, cool characters, and the town of Eureka is very special. Yeah, it's a very unique. And I think that it's kind of a cross between an old-fashioned small town and a really... Future techno world. Yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Eureka. Amy gives it a thumbs up. Yeah, and it's it's supposedly in Oregon, which isn't very far from us. Oh, but it's a make-believe town. So, well, yeah, we yeah. probably never visit Eureka, will we? Um, not unless we find this the stage that set that it's on <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see we a couple more things about what's going on around our house i wrote a new parody song for rico's uh treks and sci-fi show yes you did i heard you write it yes you did and you uh went to, you how do you just you disappear when i start recording and you don't show back up until i'm done it's because it drives me nuts <laughs> <laughs> this one really only required four four or five vocals. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't understand that you know when you sing the melody, uh-huh. I can handle that. Yeah. But then when you just listen and listen to the harmonies yeah. by themselves, uh-huh. they sound horrendous. What do you mean? What? Well, when you put them all together, they sound fine, but it they sounds They sound horrendous? Well, it sounds really odd when you just are going <sighs> And it sounds great when you wow. put it all together. Your but... impression of me <laughs> makes me feel so good about myself. Well, you got to realize that if I tried singing the harmonies, you wouldn't even have put them on the album because you just saw an example of why. <laughs> but, but, you know, it it's just, it sounds good when you have them all together. But while you're doing the little side parts and little fills and stuff, um, to yeah, it just doesn't sound good by itself. Okay, so you're referring you torture to torture us. <laughs> so you're referring to now. I'm going to play the song for everybody, but but um, let me just show people what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. All right, watch this. Bruce Chapel, the Traveler, Alexander, Admiral Forrest, Tomalock, Wayun, Nog, Lore. Okay, Ball, here's what Dr. she's referring Lucas, to. Amanda, the Founder. All right. Yeah, yeah. Gal wrong. The <laughs> That's what you're talking about, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, The sidekicks. Or wouldn't you just hear this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sidekicks. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah and this yeah. is this is actually fairly the decent um, track. Thanks. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you you got to understand when all you hear is like one little part. When you put them all together, they, they sound, sound like this. Yeah, yeah. See? Nurse Chapel, the Traveler. <laughs> yeah, they sound Admiral good Forrest, all together, Tomalock, but sometimes when you're just doing Lord, like a real Ball, high part Dr. or a low Lucas, part or something, Amanda, it sounds odd by itself. Like right, like this. Yeah, yeah. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The side. Okay, why don't we just actually play the song for him? We'll be right back. Okay.
They're such crazy eyes. They're reoccurring characters on the Star Trek franchise. And so they star from week to week. These lovable folks make our shows complete. I've seen reruns and hear some picks. What things for sure? The Sidekicks. Sidekicks! Yeah, yeah! Sidekicks. The Sidekicks! Yeah, yeah! Sidekicks. The Sidekicks! Yeah, yeah! Sidekicks. The Sidekicks! Yeah, yeah! He's the man It's in a row And guided too The on Troy And Keiko Just to name a few Leah Bronx And the Ford Queen All I can say Is that Sidekicks Sidekicks Sidekicks. Sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Garrett. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Nurse Chapel, the traveler, Alexander, Admiral Forrest, Tomalot, Wayun, Nod, Lord, Law, Dr. Lucas, Amanda, the founder. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Galrod. The sidekicks. Seska. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Movie. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Golden Car. The sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. Cave Law. The sidekicks. Yeah, there you go. That's my parody song to uh, Jay Giles' band, uh, Love Stinks. I did sidekicks. Actually, it was for a podcast that uh, our friend Rico does called Treks in Sci-Fi, and uh, he was just talking about all the reoccurring characters on Star Trek. Yeah. Called them sidekicks, but then we were like, well, they're reoccurring. See, it wouldn't sound right. Reoccurring characters. Doesn't work. Sidekicks well, works. Yeah, it's a little easier to sing sidekicks in those little high voices that you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, our friend Rico does this great podcast called Treks in Sci-Fi. Check this out. The Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. There you go. That's a little promo for Rico's show, Treks in Sci-Fi, which really, really got me into podcasting when I, I used to listen to that all the time. You and I used to listen together. Yeah, and sometimes I still listen to it when you don't know I'm listening to it. Oh, okay. Well, because you'll be listening to it on your computer really loud. Even on your <laughs> headphones, I can hear it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay, one last thing we need to talk about before we go on to other things, because today's topic, we have we have like 24 comments on Facebook and Twitter. Well, I know probably close to 30 comments that we want to get through because they're so good. Yeah, we have some All about stuff. technology, mm-hmm. social media, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, that kind of thing. And is it good or bad for us in our society? Mm-hmm. And then but oh, just a little promo for next week. It's going to be awesome. It's a, a show on forgiveness called The Empire Does Not Strike Back. Hmm. So that should be a very interesting program just for everybody to kind of put in their minds and wonder. Maybe they want to send a comment in on forgiveness. Uh, if it's easy for them or if it's hard for them or if, you know, whatever. But it's all going to be on forgiveness. What does the Bible say about it? And um, what about vengeance and revenge and all that kind of stuff? Is it something, is it really a dish served best cold? That You know what that's from? Star Trek Klingons or, or no. Romulans. No. Okay, I'm really messed up then. Khan, the Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Well, he was a Klingon. No, he, no, wasn't, he a Klingon. wasn't. He was an advanced He's human. A, an augment. Augment. Oh, man. Okay. Get your sorry. Star Trek stuff straight. Yes, I, I know. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, um, our daughter-in-law just launched a brand new website that we and thought everybody might want to go look at. to do with vengeance, so. No, no, not at all. In fact, <laughs> her, a weird transition her, name, her name is Ivy, and she is a very, very talented artist, and she just launched a Facebook page that people can go to and check out all of her art that she has for mm-hmm. sale. She's really talented. Ivy Murray Studios, is that mm-hmm. what it is? Do you know is? how to get there? Are you on Facebook? Um, I can't Maybe we could tell everybody the URL of it. Because, anyway, uh, my son Nathan married this wonderful lady named Ivy, who is uh, not only a sweet person and just a joy to have in the family, but she is a very, very talented artist, and uh, she has been uh, cranking out some pretty awesome-looking stuff. And she now finally put the studio up online so you can see some of her work and... Check out some of her paintings, um, and she does all sorts of unique art as well. Yeah, um, if you the the little studio thing is kind of confusing on the URL on the top. Um, but I think if you just search for Ivy Ivy Y Marie M A R I E Moyer M O Y E R, um, it would get you there. It's okay. Ivy Ivy Marie Moyer, and we'll put the, a we'll put a link in our podcast notes. 
Mm-hmm. You can go right to it. Yeah, because it has a lot of weird symbols in the address. Well, <laughs> it might be hard to remember. I would imagine that it, there, if I was looking at the page, I could tell you what the URL is, but that's okay. Well, I can see the URL on the top. Well, but... I know, but they have another place where it's at. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's okay. We'll put the notes in the in the thing. Right now, you can just search for Ivy Marie Moyer. Mm-hmm. And you get there, and Thanks there'll so there'll be a link where you can like the studio and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you can look at all of her different artwork and stuff. But we wanted to... Um, uh, let everybody know. Go there and check it out. There might be something unique there oh, that you like. Do you want? Okay, I actually have the address. I think it's www.facebook.com mm-hmm. forward slash the IV, just the letters IV studio. Okay, V I V studio. The IV without studio. a Y. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the. I V studio. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's how people can get there. That's so. Ours. And, you know, drop her a line. Tell her that you listen to the podcast and that um, she has great art. Yeah. Or buy one of her. She has all sorts of different things from smaller to big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have one of her large um, works that takes up about half of our bedroom wall. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's pretty neat. Yeah. But she does some beautiful silk. And, well, silk and, and the and... other cool thing is um, I understand that she can be commissioned as well. So if you mm-hmm. want a, a specific piece done in her style... She, you can tell her, you, or you can show her kind of what you want uh, via the internet here or Skype or whatever. She, she's definitely um, internet aware and savvy. So if you wanted to commission her to do something, she can do that too. And she does all sorts of different kinds. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Yep. Go check out the IV Studio, mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash the IV Studio. And tell Ivy what you think. Yeah, it's gorgeous stuff. Cool. Okay. okay um, Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we have a very special prayer request today that we'd like to ask uh, for a few different people. So uh, stick around. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle on Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. I'm Thank so... You. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. I just stepped right over the Kel's voice. Uh-oh, that wasn't nice. Sorry, Kel. You doing all right? Didn't mean to step on your mouth. Oh, <laughs> By the way, uh, Meds did uh, let us know that we don't talk. He can understand us very well. Well, that's and That's good. the guy that does Waffle On Podcast. And I'm so excited because by the time this um, podcast is out, they have a brand new podcast that they just did huh. on The Next Generation. Oh. Their Waffle On on uh, Next Generation. You'll like that. I will. And um, Kenny, Harry, and I did a comment and sent it in. Really long one. And I put my parody song TNG in there. So now Next Generation isn't British TV, but do they count it because Captain Picard <laughs> oh, is a... Well, you'll have, to take a... The, yeah, you'll have to take this up with uh, Meds and Cal because really, technically, it's not. It's an American-made series. But Except the lead actor, Jean-Luc Picard, uh, which is uh, He was a Patrick member Stewart. of Royal Shakespearean Theater and is now a knigget. You mean a knight. A knight. He's been knighted. He's now Sir... Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. And so... Um, so I guess that, that allows them to use it since, you know, he was a member of Royal Shakespearean Theater. Yes. 
So, yeah, I can understand the crossover there. Yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Meds and Cal, for covering something that I actually know. <laughs> I know. Because the other ones I listen to, I just listen just because I they're my friends and I like listening to them talk and banter. You, you had a good friend that was more into the British... Um, the British sci-fi than than we have been, and so we we got some exposure to Red Dwarf and yeah. Doctor Who through him, through Jim, yeah, yeah, but yeah. um, but that was a while ago. Yeah. So anyway, thank you guys. I can't mm-hmm. wait to. Uh, well, by now I've listened to it and probably really enjoyed it. So uh, check them out at uh, uh, waffleon.podbean.com. Mm-hmm. Waffleon.podbean.com. Thank you. Okay. Don't step on his mouth anymore. I won't. I won't. Hey, we wanted to uh, let you know a couple of things. First thing is we wanted to thank all of you that have donated to the podcast over the last few months. Really has been helpful for us. We are, you know, this is no longer an experiment. We're doing this full time. And, mm-hmm. you know, my wife works full time. I do um, different uh, audio projects for Stefan and for a local business here. I do website stuff on and on and on. But we really like to do podcasting full-time. The only way we could do that, though, is that if everyone that listened to us contributed just a little bit, everybody putting a little bit in at the same time would create enough for us to be able to do this and not worry about stuff. But uh, we wanted to thank all of you that have donated. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. I hear something in the background. What's going on? I think on? it's Tessie snoring again. It's Tessie. Our dog is snoring again. Well, anyway, and also if you you know if you find it in your heart, if take him with you is something that you've enjoyed, or brings you encouragement, we have a newsletter that we'd love to send you. Um, and what did you do? Just throw something at her? Yeah, I tried throwing a nickel at her. She still didn't wake up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm sitting here trying to get people to lis- to uh, help donate to the podcast and I'm sign up for our to newsletter. Get the dog to stop snoring. Yeah, you can tell how you know how high pressure we are. Huh? She was. We, we anyway. don't like high pressure. We don't want manipulation. If you feel like giving to help our family out, help us keep this ministry, this kind of thing going with the podcast, then help. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Go over to uh, takehimwithyou.com, click on the donate button, or sign up for the newsletter and get that every week, and, and you can enjoy some encouragement from us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, the other thing that we wanted to talk about, this is very, very important. We have a very special friend of the podcast. Um, her and her husband are having their first child. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to just give a big shout out to Jen and Dave. Mm-hmm. And we wanted uh, everyone to be praying for Jen as she has her first child. We're very excited for them. They were one of our first listeners to the podcast. I yeah. think they, they actually encouraged us to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. I think they even listened to our first practice podcast. I don't remember. I'm sure they did. I think they did. Yeah. Anyway, Jen has, uh, is also the same one that's written the the audio drama, uh, a little bit, little bit of, bit of trouble. trouble, and also um, she is. The uh, co-host of the Anomaly podcast, mm-hmm. and her and her husband are so excited about their their new baby. And even by this time, they might have the baby. We don't know. Wow. There's like a two week window here until mm-hmm. she's due, uh, and probably one week by the time this podcast comes out. So we just wanted everybody to lift up Jen and Dave and their little baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, just lift up them to to God and just ask for a blessing and that the delivery goes well. And that they adjust well and, and they start a brand new chapter in their lives. And so 
I thought it'd be kind of cool if we just, if Amy just prayed for for Jen, and uh, maybe you all who are listening could join us real quick and just uh, lift them up in prayer together with us. Okay, Father God, I just thank you for this joyous time that you're bringing to Dave and Jen, and I just pray, Lord, for the whole process of labor and delivery to go well, and I just thank you in advance for a healthy baby and for wisdom for the doctors and the nurses and that things will just go smoothly and that you will um, just wrap them in your arms and let them feel your peace through all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Good. Okay. Thanks everybody. Also one other prayer request I have of a a longtime friend. Uh, His name is Russ uh, that really needs your prayers. He's gone through such a, a rough time. He, uh, I don't know exactly the, all the details of it, but uh, he had uh, was diagnosed with some type of nasty, uh, aggressive cancer. They did a big surgery and got it all out, and then he just got a bad report from the doctors. After he made it through, they didn't even know if he was going to live, you know. And then he made it through, seemed to be doing fine, and then they gave him a bad report um, here last week. Mm-hmm. So if you just lift up our friend Russ in prayer, he's just a, a wonderful guy. Very uh, good writer and uh, a nice, nice family man. Got a, got a great family. Still and, has three small children at home, and then a couple older boys. Yeah, um, and we just we love him to death, and and uh, we're just we're just hoping that um, everything goes smooth for him. So if you think about it this week in your prayers, lift up uh, a friend of ours named Russ, and also another friend of ours named Sherry, who's going mm-hmm. through some chemo treatment and stuff, and. We don't usually do yeah. like prayer requests on the show, but I thought this was important and urgent <laughs> enough that these are these are folks that are very special to us, and I know they could use prayer from everyone and good thoughts. Yeah. And so. Sherry's husband was in bands with you off and on for over 20 the years. years yeah. And, yeah, good guy. Um, also another young man that was in a band with bands with you, um, off and on for twenty years. Um, we need to just lift up their family too. They went through a tragedy in the last. Month, yeah. so. so there you go. That's our kind of little corner of, of uh, let's say some prayers for folks and uh, lift them up. So excellent. Okay, it is time. Once again, uh, we are going to go right into our subject today. You'll have to find out what has, happens to Joseph next week because we have so many comments. We want to make sure we get through them all. Uh, so we're going to go right in to food for thought right here on Taking With You. I am adding... Very geeky. I love it. By pressing down the special key, it plays a little melody. (laughs) 
I they came out with this. This is a band called Craftwork with a K. Okay. Craftwork. They came out with this song back in the uh, I think nineteen eighty one, and it was called Computer World. Was the name of the well cassette tape <laughs> LP oh. at the time. Anyway, Craftwork, mm-hmm. uh, very fun band. I I was very. If you notice on all my stuff, like on iTunes and and uh, CD Baby and these places where I have my CD for sale, one of my influences Craftwork. Hmm. Did you know that? I didn't. I'm learning yeah. something new. Yeah, you are. Right here on the podcast, learning something new about me. Well, today's mm-hmm. subject is really something that we all deal with, and it is about technology in our emerging world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was inspired. This is I've seen some discussions on some of the forums I'm on and different things of this coming up. Um, actually, the guy that does uh, Tales from the Mouse House, um, Quad Shot on, uh, on the uh, Trex and Sci-Fi forum, also, he does a, a podcast about called Tales from the Mouse House, and it's all about Disneyland. And he was talking about a situation where he had a relative of his at Disneyland with him who kept checking her, her messages and texts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this was He actually wrote this after we had already discussed doing a show like this, and I thought, well, now that it's fresh in my mind, we might as well do the program. And, and basically... So, Al, if you're out there listening, this is uh, this is a little continuation of your discussion on the forum. It's very interesting in our society that the, the, the more technology we get, the more hooked and linked up we become and the, the smaller the world becomes. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about this subject of technology. Is it good or is it bad for us? personally and as a society and then take a look at biblically does god have anything to say in the bible about technology and good or bad so i put this impromptu question up on twitter and on facebook yesterday Mm -hmm. and we got over 30 responses just like that we're still getting responses Mm -hmm. so i thought it would be really interesting to hear what people think about technology is it good or is it bad? And then discuss with them, uh, with everybody, what what our feelings are on it. Because I believe that there is a, a really good way to look at this. And it's a lot more simple than most people think. And actually quite a few of the people that commented believe the same way that I do on it. I don't know exactly what you believe on it, but it'll be interesting to hear. <laughs> she laughs. You got me into Facebook, so I don't know what you're... Uh, you know, I... And I got you into texting. Oh yeah, like a lot. <laughs> when I get you, you know, I've been trying to find you a phone that has a oh. keyboard on it because you would do it a lot better than. Well, and I used to be able to text at least one or two words, and yeah. now I can't even use my phone to do that because it's on this weird T nine T nine, and I can't figure out how to make it work. I don't, I don't know how to make. That I could work figure either. it out when you just like push the buttons a couple times how you got your letter, but now it does weird things and it doesn't do what I want. I'm sorry, I, I really am. I'm going to try to get you a keyboard phone. I'm trying right now. It costs too well, much. Well, but... you know, we found out a secret though that I can actually use. If oh, I, on, if on, I get uh, email. on my email, mm-hmm. and because I'm on my computer about eight hours a day for work, sure. so if I need to text, I just use my computer and I we're on Verizon, so I just type in the number and go at vtext.com, and it um, I can write a little message on my subject line, and it gets to the people. And what if they're on Verizon? If they're on Verizon, yeah. Right, and this doesn't do international. Okay, well I didn't know that because I don't text anyone. 
internationally. internationally. Well, I would if I could. I have friends I just, from all around the world. I'd text them, but I do email, so that works. It's just my family or and Skype. my boss that I Again, text. we're talking about technology. Skype, email, Facebook, instant chat, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let me get to... Um, I'm, I'm trying to find the... Oh, we have 24 things now. Oh, yeah. But I've also got a whole bunch of Twitters on this as well. Okay. Yeah. By the way, you should go over to my... Speaking of technology, you should go over to my YouTube video blog. I do a video every day, most of the time. Uh-huh. And I just did uh, one of my latest ones. What We actually watched the space station go across, the International Space Station go across the sky. And I even made a song that people can download and listen to while they watch the space station go over. Mm-hmm. It's free. And if you go to, um, yeah, go to the YouTube thing and it shows you the URL and you can download the song for free. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently you really liked it. Yeah, it was. No, it you're was just like snoring over there. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm looking at our posts. Oh, okay. All right. She's not paying attention in other words. Well, I thought that's where we were going next, so. Okay, so like, okay, so I've got my Twitter up here as well. Okay, here's the question that we asked. Is technology like texting, Facebook, social networking, that kind of thing, is it good or is it bad? And what we got was just a bunch of really interesting response um, from K.M. Waite on, uh, on Twitter said, moderation in all things. Mm-hmm. I think we have a similar one since... Since um, you mentioned that one, um, Hope said basically the same thing. You want to look right, talk into your microphone there. Hope said, as with everything, moderation is the key. So in other words, it can be either good or bad. So in the middle, moderation. Another one that I got from Amazon 626 um, said both good and bad. And uh, she had some really interesting things to say. She said if it wasn't... Uh, for it i wouldn't know you wouldn't know you so Hmm. she's listened to our podcast as a result of technology but a lot of people use it poorly to communicate things like when my kid's dad broke up with me in a text but also texting was the most efficient way to tell my friends that i had my son too so isn't that interesting Mm -hmm. so she really has a handle on on the fact that it can be good or it can be bad it's how you use it Mm-hmm. Which seems to be the theme that we saw through most of of the comments. I've got another one here from uh, from our friend from London, um, uh, Feathers Forty Four on Twitter said that technology is neutral, but when combined with our character traits, could result in good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then he made a comment. I see you have your phone this week. <laughs> the, remember last week I lost my phone yes. and couldn't Twitter the question of the day mm-hmm. I, yes I have my phone back thanks to a very nice person that turned it into the police station which I told the story last week mm-hmm. okay what else do you have another comment oh I have like 23 more well so let's go with let's, another one okay Preston says I think it's bad I find that it eliminates relationships between people they lose that personal touch that is vital for friendships and relationships now, that's an interesting comment. Now, we have a lot of people that disagreed and agreed with that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a torn kind of thing in our society. Uh, tell me what, what you think Preston meant by that, Amy. Well, because I have teenagers, uh-huh. I don't see this as much with my younger two kids, but my oldest, uh-huh. he would have friends over and they would sit on the couches with their laptops. Mm-hmm. 
and they'd be everybody would be on Facebook or they'd be on their their computer games or whatever and they'd be in the same room but either they were texting each other or other people they weren't talking face to face they had some kind of electronic thing in their hand all the time okay but they were communicating they were communicating but i understand what preston's saying mm-hmm. that it's different than when we would sit around the campfire like we did the other night mm-hmm. and we just sat around and telling stories and laughing and having eye contact and right right and i i think that preston's comment and he's in that same age group as our oldest son that he sees what I've seen where people can lose some of that interpersonal relational skills mm-hmm. where, you know, you actually look at someone in the eye and you, you turn toward them and you so, talk to them. So and- basically it's a little more sterile. It's a little more safe because in in a situation, I, there's a guy on the forum named Just X who is just very... Um, He's a real skilled writer, mm-hmm. and he talked a lot about this this subject and, and talked on how it's so convenient for people to, uh, and he was in favor of social media and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, but he said it's so interesting that you can have a conversation and you know go 10 minutes before replying to it because you have something else going on in your life, and that's not, that's not considered rude. Mm-hmm. But in a conversation where I'm talking to you, if you ask me a question and I don't answer for 10 minutes and then answer the question, you're going to go, what in the world are you doing? I asked that ten minutes ago. So there's a different responsibility when it comes to communication in a in a electronic fashion versus a one on one relationship. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I can see where if we all we did was do texting and stuff like that and technology that we might have a problem on our hands because it would it would cut down on our social skills mm-hmm. because there's a whole different set of rules. And, and- well, I say I understand Preston's point, which I do, and I, I do see a caution there. Um, I use social media, too, and I have friends that I went to high school with that I keep in contact that live on the East Coast. Yeah. And, you know, and there's well, okay. there's some valid points to it. Exactly. Let's go um, on because that comes up. Okay. That comes up because the next one I have is from Geeky Fanboy, our friend Kenny, who, by the way, which we'll read in a minute, we met for the very first time. Now, I've known him for four years because of social media, mm-hmm. blogs, um, forums, texting, Facebook, um, Skype. Mm-hmm. I've talked to him on all of those things, but right. I never met him in person. Yeah, I think I think he even responded to us as our roof was blowing off and you mm-hmm. had your little phone with the data yes. package yeah. on it before yeah. our power went out. You got a message out. Hey, everyone say a prayer for us. We're in a hurricane. Our yeah, roof's blowing yeah. off. And he actually got that message out to folks, him and Rico. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, again, if this didn't exist, the technology didn't exist, they, in fact, what a very touching thing happened. I mean, some people say, well, they're not real friends and things like that. But you know what? Very, something very touching happened. When we had to move out of our home and live in another place for a while while they fixed our home from the from the horrible, yucky storm that we went through, uh, a bunch of folks on the Trex and Sci-Fi forum banded together and sent us money. We were able to pay the the uh, insurance deductible, deductible. and that, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, we had some friends here locally that helped us move and stuff like that, but that was very touching yeah. to have people that never met us before but they were friends us, with us. They sent us a hickory farm. Yeah, so we got uh, cheese, and cheese and sausage and stuff, and it was just, it was very kind and a very mm-hmm. wonderful gesture, and it really made me realize that there are communities that are in 
that you've never met the folks, but you really are friends with. I mean, mm-hmm. truly friends. Yeah. Which is amazing. So anyway, let me read his. He says, depends on how you use it, if it's good or bad. For me personally, I love it. Great way to keep up with friends and family when you're super busy. Mm-hmm. That's a great comment. That's totally true. Yeah. And want me to go ahead sure. and do a Facebook. Sure. This is from Andrew. It's it's a little bit longer one, so That's I'll okay. try to read it's a good fast. One. It says, it's um, very much a middle-of-the-road thing. Social media is great as it lets you meet people and make friends that you would never be able to make. I have been in touch with people all over the world and have met two people in person that I met online, and they are some of my best friends in the whole world. The bad thing is that communication and interpersonal skills are slipping away. Some people would rather text each other than hold a conversation in person. In my experience, it is a good thing um, the expansion of technology and the fact that you can remain in touch with other people all over the world at the touch of a button. The issue is that it means that we are living our lives so much quicker and that our attention spans are dropping that's very true i think that's the point i was making about you know seeing some of the 20 somethings that you know we're sitting around and instead of looking each other in the eye and talking they're like you know glance up say something and then go back to their texting or their laptop and and so i can see the good part of it and we we really love the good part but there is a good caution there very, very good, and very good insight there. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I met him through Twitter. Okay. And uh, I pray for him every week, and we talk back and forth and encourage each other, and he's a great guy. I would have never met him otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think he's from, uh, where are you from? Is he from Scotland, I think? I can't remember. I have all these friends from all over the world well, and can't remember where and, some people are. And but. I actually know several very happily married couples that, got to know each other as friends on Facebook or not Facebook, but some kind some, of social media thing mm-hmm. and some forum or something yeah. and just got to be friends and, and had yeah. this really deep relationship via email and things and then ended up getting married. Yeah. So <laughs> go figure, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, great one here from Billy Bob four, seven, six on Twitter. Our friend Joe from Canada says, uh, is it bad or good? Good when it's used with respect to those around you. Now, and he catches on something that we will talk about coming up, and that is the whole idea of when you're with somebody, you, there needs to be some type of etiquette that you don't sit there and, and look at your phone or, your, or your, your mobile device the entire time and ignore them when they're right in front of you. That's a good point. It is. It is. So we'll talk about that coming up. Um, how about this one from... Uh, this one's from Carrie'sabel74. And she says, "It's good until the point becomes an addiction, till the point it becomes an addiction, then it's very, very bad." Hmm. That's that's the way it is in a lot of things in Well, life. yeah. I mean, you think like about alcohol, um, food, food, prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it can, can be very helpful if someone's had surgery or right. something, but, but if you overuse them, that's exactly. bad. Yeah. Um, another one from Dangelis uh, from uh, England says, I love technology, but the danger is that it can become addictive. I do miss my gadgets when I can't use them. 
I, I have the same problem. I love them so much. I'm lost without them. The other day I had lunch and studied and everything without doing the question of the day because my phone had been lost. And that was pretty hard. I, I enjoy the interaction. I enjoy asking a question and hearing the feedback. And I feel hooked up to my friends even though I'm all by myself. Yeah. But you don't feel the same way, do you? Not to that extent. I I do enjoy checking my Facebook a couple times a day, but I'm not... I have a Twitter account, which I haven't used in over a year. And, I mean, I just don't like being totally connected to technology like you do. Well, and I found out... What? That one of the reasons I get so grumpy when my computer's not working isn't because of the computer not working as much as it is as it cuts me off. It's like closing the door to all my friends. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that makes sense. Not that you aren't my friend, but it's the same way when you leave and go, I'm kind of lonely, you know, and I like to be around you. So how did I do? Did I do good at that? I I guess you dug out pretty well. (laughs) Anyway, um, let's go on to some of these. I have tons more. So Angie says, good and bad. Like everything, there's pros and cons. Texting is good communication, but... When it is used irresponsibly, it can do a lot of damage. Yes, it can. I think sometimes people say things, either good or bad, that they might not say in person. And I think... Oh, you're not reading anymore? No. Okay. I just think that sometimes... Locally here, we mm -hmm. had a problem with that because one of the coaches on uh, one of the high school teams was texting inappropriately. He's married and he's texting a girl on the team and they got in a lot of trouble. And we had another situation where somebody took a photo of somebody and sent it around. A bunch like of people in got in a locker room. Yeah, or got something. a bunch of trouble yeah. for that. So yeah, it can be used irresponsibly and and really hurt people. Very much hurt people. But I at mean, the same time, it can be very very good. I mean, you can say you know avoid this road because it's you know there's mm-hmm. you know something going on here, or it can be you know pick up a loaf of bread at home or or at the store on your way home. There there's wonderful ways of using well, it I or think... encouraging people. We've talked about the golden rule before where it says in the Bible, do to other people what you would have them do to you. And if you wouldn't want people to post explicit things about you, then don't don't, don't do it to others. Well, I think sometimes the younger you are or the less mature you are, you can do stuff that's pretty irresponsible. Well, yeah. Never Twitter when you're drunk. Yeah. I've noticed that. I know when my friends Twitter when they're drunk, they say things they shouldn't say. Well, an email too. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I've noticed that it's easier to be harsh. Yeah. Well, and sometimes you can't get across the tone because sometimes that you, is what's missing in social media. Because, I have to admit because that because sometimes you'll have a genuine concern that you want to share with someone, mm-hmm, and they may take and, it differently, and they might not get the loving tone that you're that you have the loving feelings. And that thus, you have. they have emoticons. Well, that helps some. Smiley faces, winks, laughing out loud, LOL. There's a language all out there that that exists with all of this. But but I I completely agree. I just think there needs to be a caution with that. Because I've seen seen emails and texts that have really hurt people. Yes. Okay, so we're going on. Um, Teresa says, I think good. I have made contacts with friends that I haven't heard from in lots of years. Yeah, I think that is one of the greatest things about social media and... This whole idea of, of the internet hooking people up that would not necessarily ever... I mean, because most of the people that we graduate from high school with and different things like that, 
we we aren't going to, you know, be around with them. I mean, we won't socialize with them. But as a result of Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, we can actually hook back up with friends that we had and enjoy that type of thing, which is really fun. Okay, my wife just left for a break. Uh, I'll be back in just a moment with her, and we'll talk a little bit more about your comments and, and then comment on it ourselves. So stick around i gotta find my where is it okay just push this button right rick my brother how art thou i enjoy listening to your show very much and amy has become an integral part of the show so keep up the good work my friends and i'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast happy times which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the ipod touch the iphone or as us geeks like to call it the i thingy so come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Thank you, my friend, Tim. Tim? Some call him Tim? He's such a funny guy. I love listening to his show. He's very hilarious. That's our friend. Trekkie Geek from the Treks and Sci-Fi Forum, but uh, also known as Tim from Appy Times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Okay, so we were talking about social media. Let's go on to some more um, comments on Facebook. Okay, Randall says, students here on campus are obsessed with that little screen in their hands. Many have friends on Facebook that they'll never meet. These electronic friends aren't really friends. It's not real. Okay. And so Randall had some response to his question or his his comment. Yes. Andrew says, and I think it's Andrew that quoted that the was other up one above. Before, right. but, um, he says, just to say, I think that imaginary friends, as they have been coined in my online community, can actually be better friends for you than those that you are in physical contact with. Just because they cannot help you move or go for a drink doesn't mean that they do not provoke something or pr- provoke, <laughs> sorry, provide something that you need. True friendship. I will say it does. Um, it does not work for everybody as long as you have friends that you can have physical contact with then having good friends you might never meet is not a bad thing. So I guess he was saying that if you have close friends that you hang out with, then maybe you don't need um, online friends, but but that he has some good online friends. And I would agree with him because I, I think even the stuff that we've gone through in the past few years, if I hadn't had uh, an online community of folks that have lots of different beliefs and come from different geographical areas and different slants in life, um, I would have had a much harder time adjusting to what I'm doing now mm-hmm. because I got, you kind of opened my whole world. I mean, I've lived in Aberdeen all my life, mm-hmm. or, well, most of my life. And really it's the, not, not ditzing on Aberdeen, but it is pretty narrow minded community and there isn't a whole lot of, you it's know, it's a little redneck town. Yes. It's a little redneck town <laughs> in the middle of no, well, on, the, on the end of the earth, you know, and so this, I think online internet, Friends that I've made on the Treks and Sci-Fi forum and then from the podcast here, it has really opened up my horizons as far as thinking bigger about life and and people. And, you know, there's some really awesome people out there if we look. Well, and there's something interesting that I have a couple of girlfriends from high school 
that we've been friends for years, but we're actually getting together um, more often now mm-hmm. that all of us are on Facebook because sure. I don't know why it it to out connect, of sight, out of mind. I think well, and to connect via phone, we're all busy. It sometimes doesn't work, and so. We just put on our Facebook, hey, you want to do something this weekend? And so we just had and them over yeah. last week for a campfire. And, yeah. you know, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. so we've actually been getting together more this last year since they've been on Facebook than yeah. we had before. So, yeah. you know, we do, you can have Facebook friends that are real friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Butterfly Amanda on Twitter said, um, it can be, or I said, asked if it was good or bad, the technology, texting and stuff. And she said both. Good, as in people can talk more with people who live far away, and bad because people talk too freely with so much freedom. Mm-hmm. And I think this is really good because Harry is going to make a comment coming up that is really sobering but very true about the privacy that you give up when you become, when you do a lot of social media. And that's coming up, so we'll we'll get there. But okay, we've got some more comments on what Randy said on our, our Facebook thing too. What, okay, what do you have to say? we have several here. Um, there's a merchy that just says, "Just be careful." But then there's several more responses to responses to Randall. Jordan says, "Randall, that's a horrible generalization." To imply that the friends that I have on the internet aren't friends is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever, I've heard of in a while. I started playing an online game called Guild Wars five years ago. Met some people on there. I've played with them five years now. Since then, we have met up, gone to Disney a few times, traveled he a bit together. He lives down by Disney, by the way. Okay. Tra- traveled a bit together, and we've built strong and lasting relationships. Another instance with me, I joined an online gaming, um, I think he meant to say chat, um, during my three or um, my three or so years ago, we played games such as Ghost Recon and things like that. During that time, a few of the guys were mentoring me, giving me leadership advice, and helping me through many situations. I can honestly say that I would not be the leader that I am today, nor the person that I am today, without the great advice that these men gave me. Social media is the best thing to happen to my communication since the invention of the personal telephone. Well, and, you know, if you look back in history, Amy, Mm -hmm. you can see where these type of things, technology was always resisted by a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. And it's because the very thing that can be excessive can also be very productive and beneficial. It was explained to me one time, um, and this work, this analogy works great, that if a surgeon has a scalpel in his hand, he can save a life. Mm-hmm. But if a murderer has a scalpel in his hand, he can take a life. Mm-hmm. The scalpel itself is not bad or good. It's what you do with it and the intent behind what you're doing with it mm-hmm. that makes it good or bad. And I truly, honestly believe that that is exactly the same thing with social media. It can either be a tool of good where you connect with people and communicate and you enrich their lives and enrich your own life, or it can be a tool of bad where you can harm people, you can fake it, you can hurt people, you can gossip, you can, you know, there's a lot of it's the internet itself and and texting and 
Facebook and MySpace and Dig and all, all these different things, it, in, in itself is not a good or bad thing. It's what you use it for that makes it bad or good. And, you know, there are a lot of bad things out there, but there... Well, there always has been. There always has been. It, I think it goes back to me I, it, it, as, it, a, as a, yeah. a kid. There were certain religious groups that wouldn't attend movie theaters or have TV in their home. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they justly saw that there were some bad things. There were some right. rated R movies that were, Not hor- good. you know, were yeah. kind of horrific. And, you know, and, and, and there were some things on TV that weren't good. And so they just they rejected threw the all baby it. out with, with the, the bath, bath water. water. Exactly. You know, instead yeah. of finding some good things that they could do with it. Right. And I think throughout time, there have been people that have resisted technology because of the bad parts in it. And, and I have to say that, you know, I've been to places in Pennsylvania where they don't have, you know, there's the Christian Amish groups, country. yeah, that yeah. don't have cars and they've resisted all, you know, and I think they're happy. Yeah. You know, I, I don't say you have to have this social media or something to be happy. Right. But, but I see in our lives and in many of the people commenting that it has enriched a lot of people's lives and, yeah, make and opened our hearts and, to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'll share my philosophy later, but uh, okay. So, so next. I have more. I I hadn't even finished Jordan's there. It says. Well, we can even move on. Anyway, okay. So. Um, it says Randall says it may be a gen- generation generational uh, thing. generational thing, but people that exist only in an electronic world aren't aren't really friends. That's his opinion. Yeah. So, um, and then it's he, funny though. You know, I know him, mm-hmm. and he actually has done bulletin boards and had friends over the internet more than anybody else that I know. So I, I don't know if he's well, just playing devil's advocate here. He, he likes to debate. Though. Yes, he does. That's and and it's funny thing. because he uses technology all the time, and of course he has friends. That he, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And then you said, <laughs> I have some very cherished friends that I have never met personally. I thank God for them on a daily basis. Some of them are better friends than the folks I have here locally. It's true. I have I have some friends um, that I've met online that are far better friends to me than people I've grown up with or even have gone to church with for years mm-hmm. that care about me genuinely. Yeah. And then Kenny says at Randall, really, some of my best friends are online friends. Take Rick Moyer. <laughs> met him via Treks and Sci-Fi forum, emailed, voice chatted, video chatted, been there for him in good times and bad the four last years last four years met him a few weeks ago for the first time that means in person so you can say internet friends aren't real maybe yours aren't but mine certainly are yeah good point and harry goes on to say well this is an interesting comment go ahead some of our online friends are real and some aren't social media has most definitely become very successful a very successful marketing instrument Considering all the compromises and sacrifices social media forces us to make, I would say that social media is rather a curse than a blessing. And that was an interesting comment because then somebody came back and said, what do you mean by that? He says, what are the compromises and sacrifices that social media forces us to make? That's from Jordan. And I thought this was a really interesting reply. There's one before that. Okay, we'll give that one, and then we'll go into the okay, reply that, um, that he Alan says, wow, some very heated points on both sides. I say, 
um, whatever brings us closer to warp drive and meeting the Vulcans is a good thing. <laughs> I, I clicked on like. I like that. You know, thank you, Alan. You, in this heated debate, we needed you. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, um, and then Harry replies to Jordan, and he says, "Everyone who uses social media should be aware that you literally give up your privacy." Everything that you've ever posted might come back to haunt you and cost you your very next job. Another point to keep in mind is the fact that you give up rights to the media you upload. The media becomes property of the service provider. Even if you delete it, it still exists on their servers. And it is very unlikely that social media providers give up that data. Another point is the fact that your personal information is being sold without your consent, and there is nothing you can do about it. That's why, in my opinion, social media is a curse and not a blessing. Very interesting comment, because mm -hmm. most people don't think about that. Yeah. Most people don't realize that when you post something on Facebook or MySpace or Twitter or anything like that, it, it, it's out there forever. Well, and I think that that is... We're, we're thinking short-term. Yeah. They are thinking long-term because they gather information on well, people. Well, I think that that is something that young people really need to think of or even older people. But, you know, you're young and you do stupid things and you take pictures of it and you put it on Facebook or MySpace and then the next thing you know, your future college or job is Googling you and guess yeah. what comes up? Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. And, yeah, like like... Harry said, you need to be watchful about what you put on because yeah. it's on there forever. Yeah. Ben says, um, are they good or bad? He says, neither. Just a tool that can sometimes be abused. Just kind of like that scalpel. You know, it yeah. can be used for good, but it can and, be used yeah. for good. Angie said, it's neutral like most things on earth. How we use it is up to us. Mm. Very good. Jamie says... I believe that it is like Star Wars Force. It can be used either way. Okay. How did I know you do something like that? Keep going. Okay. Can we stop doing that? All right. <laughs> okay. Use the Force, Amy. Uh, no. Okay. Facebook is in, and texting to me keep me in touch with my nephew while he is in they, Europe. No, they let her keep in touch. Let her keep in touch with my nephew while he is in Europe. This while past he was week. in Europe. <laughs> I'm trying to be quick, so no, I'm okay. missing okay, words. Okay. okay, but it could be bad if someone puts more online activities than in real life. In other puts words, more if you, yeah, into online exactly. activities. So, and we and we do know people, and I have at times even. <clears throat> been so involved in my computer stuff that i neglect other things mm -hmm. she just says mm -hmm. she doesn't want to elaborate on that okay um sue said ironic that this is a facebook question <laughs> <laughs> we got to kick out of that like anything else good when used with good judgment i truly wouldn't be who i am today if it weren't for friends i first met online all but one of my closest friends i met online because of star trek seriously i'm a nerd <laughs> Well, you're a really cool nerd, by the way. Chances are, since this is an online podcast, you're talking to quite a few nerds, including us. So. Yes, and we we love meeting you, Sue, through the through the internet. someday we're going to meet in person. Yeah, we may have to go to go to East New York. Coast. We'll have to go to New York and go to one of the Broadway shows, huh? Yeah, that what would be fun. Lion King. Uh, my friend Christopher, uh, really good comment, says technology itself is not good or bad. It's what you do with it. Compare the person who watches PBS with the person who watches nothing but reality TV. There's junk food 
use of tech there's junk food use of technology and then there's health food use of technology given that like ingesting any media keeping a healthy balance and taking in enough health food to balance out the junk food is my approach to it whether texting gaming facebook or life hmm. that was a very very insightful yeah. comment uh christopher thank you that for that was a very good comment and stefan says this is our friend stefan from australia yeah i don't think i can do it in accent but i'll no. just read it um i think that tools such as texting and social media are reflective of our changing habits and communication less time to do things so we do more little things i think it is a little too early to tell um if these things are these things are too new, two hundred years of industrialization and improvements to medicine have led to a population on the planet exploding. Who knows what two hundred years of Twitter will do? Yeah, yeah. How will we even know? You know, I was I was thinking about this and technology advancing so much. Um, we were watching a video last night of this new dentistry that they're doing. Um, uh, my friend Jeff Roney's wife. Um, uh, goes to a place called, I think it's called Water Lace. They they do this laser technology on dental work now where they use water and lasers and you don't even have to get a Novocaine shot. Mm-hmm. And it, it uses water and a laser to do the, the stuff. Kind of it's like So who would, have ever, who would have ever thought that years ago, though, that they would have a painless dentistry done where they use a laser? That's just, that's amazing. So what's, what does the future hold for communications? We don't really know. All we know is that Twitter probably won't exist. So probably there's probably going to be such an interface, you know, that we'll be able to contact anybody at any time in any way we want. So it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a pretty. He's got a good comment there. Yeah, that's very good. Okay. Uh, our friend Steve says uh, he's bad for us. That said, I'm getting a phone with with uh, with Android today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Make sure you download Google Sky Maps on your android and then you can look up at the stars he uh watched the international space station the other night uh, as well so okay hey and, you know what we're almost to the end of the yeah. comment who's this gay ann says um it says i think there's pros and cons on this it seems like more and more people spend their time texting and using their phones instead of actually visiting with people and then again it's nice to be able to reach people that are not home when we need to i think um that they are way overused though well and that's that's true it can be but you know the other day when i lost my phone i, I don't know this must have come up you know <laughs> you so we have something draws. to talk about yeah <laughs> well seriously i went to walmart did some shopping got in my car and wanted to call you or call Catherine, check on her whatever and i realized i couldn't and then i thought uh, and then i was stuck in a traffic jam of go figure in aberdeen but they had a, a wreck on the road, and it was Fourth of July weekend, and things were all mm-hmm. backed up, and my star- my car started to overheat, and I thought, what am I going to do? I can't call a tow truck, I can't call my family, I can't tell them why I'm late. Mm-hmm. Um, my car's overheating. Can't you know? I was, and then I thought, how dependent have we become mm-hmm. on our little devices of communication? We really have. Well, I had I had a weird yeah. feeling. I had this sense of loss. And this sense of panic in me because I couldn't get a hold of people that I love. That is really an interesting thing that we never experienced before well, cell phones. And if we go back, you know, 20, 30 years, what, we, what would we have done? We pulled over to the side of the flag phone. Flag somebody down. Flag someone down. Or you were downtown. So every I wasn't bit, downtown. Oh, you weren't? I was okay. on the bluff. 
on stuck the in traffic. Well, you'd walk a mile back into town, yeah, yeah and, you and would find a payphone. Find a payphone, which yeah. they're disappearing right yeah, and left now. Yeah, most of them now. are gone. Yeah. We, you know, on that subject, my mom doesn't own a computer and um, isn't into technology at all. Mm-hmm. But we finally talked her into getting a cell phone, getting a cell phone, and just keeping it in the car for that reason. Yeah, and because. You can even have a cell phone that's not hooked up to a plan. I think she bought like 30 minutes a year or something on a card or, you know, but um, she has it for emergencies. But it's, you know, we're just so used to that now. Like if you don't have a cell phone, I I take a cell phone on a walk with me and Mm -hmm. we're in a pretty safe neighborhood, but I feel... A little bit more secure if I have have a way to get a hold of someone in case something came up. Well, we wanted to say thank you to everyone who contributed to the conversation today. We thought we got some great responses, both on Twitter and Facebook, and we really appreciate every one of you. Even if your opinion differs than ours, we welcome it because it really spurs on a good discussion for us. So thank you for doing that. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always get a hold of us, Rick, at TakeHimWithYou.com. So now let's talk about what we believe about it as we close. Um, I, I think that most people hit on this. Mm-hmm. My opinion is, and you can tell your opinion in a moment, my opinion is it's neither good nor bad. It's a tool. And how we use it can be good or bad. And I I am personally grateful for the the whole idea of technology. But then I've been a gadget guy from day one. Mm-hmm. I love technology. I love the space programs. I, I love lasers and, you know, You're gadgets. You're just a geek. I am. <laughs> And computers and stuff like that. I think they're just fantastic. And I love the whole idea of being able to get out of our own geographical area and meet people from all around the world. So to me, it's a really cool thing. But I have an addictive personality, and I have to be—I have to personally be careful. I just am glad that the career that I'm choosing at this point in life uh, has me on the Internet because I get to have both, of the, both the best worlds. Okay, how about you? Well, I just think there needs to be a balance because I can see the positive um, parts for social media. I've enjoyed using it to keep in contact with people. Um, I don't think it it takes the place of um, having real, real live, real in, live person. in person conversations and relationships. And you got to remember too that my number one love language is it's physical, physical touch, touch, which you can't do that on a computer. And so I, I like you to get off the computer sometimes and give me a hug. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I think well, there just, just needs I'll, to... I'll come running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't text, so not very much. Anyway, you know, I just think there needs to be a balance there. Um, yes. Because even though social media can meet some of your needs, I don't think it should be... A total... I don't think it can meet all your needs. Yeah. There is something about the human human being that needs touch mm-hmm. and needs a, a, somebody to look straight in their face. And 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 uh, there needs to be some physical human contact. We all, we all need real smiles, not just icons. Right. And, and need, I like those. Don't get me wrong. I like those little smiley need, faces. But, but we need real hugs sometimes. Yes. I, you know, I got a call from a relative a while back who'd had a surgery and she's like... I just need a hug because she'd been, you know, all alone. And sometimes all of us are there, you know, that all of us need some physical contact and some one-on-one talking and laughing in person. So so the benefits of technology and and social media and everything is that it's an opportunity for growth through, through diversity and idea exchange. And just to get to know people from outside of our little own world, Mm -hmm. the danger is the risk of deception. 
and because there are predators and there are people on the internet that aren't who they appear to be. And so you have to be very careful, especially what Harry said. You know, people have all your information. I mean, we're very vulnerable mm-hmm. because we people know our address and our phone number and know our lives because we've chosen to do that. But it's a it's a it's a risk that we've taken to be genuine and to share our faith. Well, and um I have to put in a little remark as a parent. Um I our boys went to college young. Mm-hmm. And um I remember one of one of my boys, he was only 15 or 16. Well, he was 15 when he started college and there was someone at the college that was writing creepy things on his Facebook yeah, page or MySpace thing. Yeah. And you know, as a parent, I just said, "You know what? Just take that person off your your social media." Right. And because I didn't I just, you know, so as a parent, well, you it's just a good need idea to, to supervise yeah. what, you know, and, and he wasn't a small child, but still, I think it's good to have contact with your kids. Yeah, um, just don't let them go crazy. Our daughter wanted a MySpace, and I don't have MySpace. I said, well, the only way you can do it is if you have, you know, dad says okay, because he'd be the one I'm our number one to... friend, by the way, aren't I, Catherine? So I said, well, you'd have to get no, clearance with your dad because I would want him to come and check your, your MySpace to make sure people are Well, and it's not that we're trying to be mean. It's just that there it. are a lot of different people out there. There are people out there that are not nice and don't have good motives. And, you know, we can't deceive ourselves into thinking it. I remember being on a forum where uh, this guy was posting all these amazing pictures that he said he took, and he hadn't taken one. Mm-hmm. He was he, he was getting them from an of... Asian website and putting them on there. Mm-hmm. And then that, when I asked him how he was getting these amazing pictures, he gave this elaborate dis- description of something that could not be, it and we figured out, yeah. wow, there's programs out there that you can figure out if somebody's plagiarizing or not. You know, So you just never know what type of people you're going to find on there. And And here's another good caution for technology. Don't ever share something you're not willing for everyone to know. Mm-hmm. Like again, Harry's comment was so true. What you share is public knowledge, and so you have to be really careful with that. And even if you send an email privately to someone, that can always be forwarded. That can always be lifted. That can always get around to everybody. So just you just got to use caution with what you do. Anytime you write something mm-hmm. down and send it, you know, either real mail or it becomes real yeah, snail mail or or email. So just just remember that. And then the other thing that I wanted to say, uh, real caution about is. Um, uh, for married folks out there, um, I think this is really, really a big caution. You know, the internet can be um, a place where people that are lonely are having troubles in their relationship. They can reach out to someone online, and it can destroy relationships if they're not very, very careful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that with Amy and I being very big advocates of marriage and and being faithful, uh, we just caution you. You know. Don't let somebody on the internet meet your emotional needs mm-hmm. unless it's your spouse. Yeah. Or your girlfriend, your boyfriend, you know what I mean? And if you have, you know, friends of the opposite sex, one of my high school friends got a hold of me the other night and he was a musician. So what I chose to do is to talk about my husband. <laughs> and I said, Oh, you gotta you gotta meet Rick or listen to his music. So right. he went over to your website, listened to your music and you know, just like with any relationship you'd have in person you know, um, you let them guard your, heart. guard your heart, let them know that you love your spouse and, you know, yeah. um, I, so. that's always a great technique to use. If you ever have somebody that's talking to you quite a lot and you can tell that they're just a little bit sweet on you, 
I just always turn it to family, talk about mm-hmm. my family, talk about God, those kind of things. And that just kind of cools it down right away because yeah. I'm not willing to compromise in a relationship, in my relationship with you for somebody over the internet. But that happens all the time. Yeah. I, and, it, and it's just really important to um, I've just heard, be careful. I've heard some horror stories of marriages breaking up and families being destroyed because people didn't guard their heart. And well, communication is like, a big thing to people. And, well, and we all love to, to be needed and wanted. Especially with women. Um, we really have to watch out with chat rooms or different things like that, that that we don't let those things start getting into our emotions and mm-hmm. meeting our emotional needs. And with men, it's more generally, this is a general thing, but generally it's more their eyes. Right. That they're more tempted to look at things they shouldn't look. And women, right. it's it's generally more more our heart that we want to get our emotional needs. And Somebody to listen to us and so forth. And so yeah. just, you know, just to know that and, and have a caution there that you just... Kind of, you know, don't let everybody into the garden of your heart. So do you think there's anything biblically that we could say about technology being good or bad? Well, I think there's some general things. Um, We talked the other day about whatever you do in word or deed, do to the glory of God. Yeah, do it unto the... Do it unto the heartily as unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, So whatever you do, try to do it in a respectful, loving way and not... Not to tear people down, but right. to build each other up. And those are biblical principles that we're to encourage each other and mm-hmm. build each other up in love. And I think those can cross over. I think um, it doesn't really say an awful lot about technology, technology in the but Bible. But it does say an awful lot about communication mm-hmm. and encouraging one another and all that. And that's exactly what... Yeah. So I look at it as like... There's a, a scripture where Paul says he's become all things to all men that he might mm-hmm. win some for the Lord. And to me, I use technology in a way to express my faith, uh, show what my life is like because God has changed my life. Mm-hmm. And that's why I use it. It's really been a great opportunity to meet lots of different people. I, and and uh, I'm just, it's really allowed me to take my talents and my gifts and share them with way more. I mean, we went from speaking to 200 people a week at a church we were pastoring to... 9,000 downloads in May. Mm-hmm. Well, though, probably not 9,000 people because people are repeat listeners. Well, there but may even have actually that, been more than that because we, we don't know, know whole households that listen to the right, podcast exactly. so, you know, with so five you, or six people. So see, the advantages of reaching out and using something positive with the Internet are really good. There's only one biblical passage that I can really say that it warns us about technology, and that is when, when people got to thinking they were better than God, and they built, they started building a tower of Babel, mm-hmm. and they were, they were going to reach up to the, to the very heavens, and then the Bible says because once they got together and agreed on it, there was nothing they couldn't do, and I think that is the only caution that I could see in the area of technology. If we, if we take if we it, to, make it our, our if God. we make it our God, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I think that's a real caution is not to let it control your life. Just like we heard all a thread through all the comments was mm-hmm. it's not good or bad. It's what you do with it that counts. So if you take it and replace it as, as your God in your life, um, then that's, that is a dangerous thing or as far if, as I'm concerned. Or if you use it to tear other people down, right. to and, defraud one another. And that's, see, that's what I love about the internet is I'm using it to encourage and inspire people. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I want to use it and for. And that's a good use. And, and it's, as with anything, the Bible says not to have any other gods before God, like not have any idols. Right. You know, we can make technology our boss yeah. or our 
idol, just like you could alcohol or drugs or cars or, or a person, food or another person. Yeah. So you know, if you keep God in the in the forefront and you make and you let God be God, and then you just use these things as tools, mm-hmm. then it's fine. Just have to keep things in perspective and not make them too important. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we've come to an end yeah. of our time. Let let me pray. And uh, then we'll introduce next week's subject. Father, we thank you for this amazing communication tool of the internet, of cell phones, of uh, all the different electronic devices that have come into being. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us the discipline not to be addicted to them and help us to encourage others with the use of them and to use them in the right way. Help us make the right choice to either use it uh, for good or for bad. Help us choose it to use it for good. That's our prayer. And I thank you, Lord, for the uh, the opportunities it has afforded all of us to be in communication with one another. Uh, bless those who are struggling with it and, uh, and help us that are using it to help others to use it in a wise way, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, next week, we're going to be talking about forgiveness in the classic episode. Not even out yet, it's classic. Okay. Called... The Empire Does Not Strike Back. Right here. I'm taking with you. Thanks, Amy. It was fun. Yeah. I gotta go check my texts. Oh, no. <laughs> my email. I gotta see. We've been doing this program for a long time. Oh, you're funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see you next week. Uh, Moyer. Mo- oh, oh, what is it? How do I say it? This has been a protection of Moyer Multimedia, LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2010. Wow. You're awesome. <laughs> I should get it. I should have it down now. Visit us at takingwithyou.com. We would love your comments and your ideas and suggestions. We love you. Have a great day. I have to sing along with it. I just love this song. I am the operator of my pocket calculator. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We 
also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about the drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.